what's up what's up welcome back to another episode of jack of all trades a weekly podcast for you to digest where there will always be a special guest i'm your host jacqueline renee aka jackie two necklaces captain jack sparrow gi jackie 17 and trapper die jacks if you know me like that so feels like it wasn't that long ago when fat joe ushered us into a new era and declared that yesterday's price is not today's price. Well, we've been still feeling that squeeze ever since. It feels like the cost of everything has gone up, but the quality, the service, the benefits, all of those things have been on the decline. So today we're going to reflect on how we can play it smart in a world where the cost of living continues to go up and share a few hints and tips on what you can do to save a few coins. And of course, we're going to get into the hot topics. Don't even worry about that. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, this week, Jack of All Trades takes on paying more for less. So it feels like it's been a long time. Uh, but maybe not so long ago, uh, since Fat Joe ushered us into a new era uh, when he said yesterday's price is not today's price. Uh, inflation has become a hot topic and a real issue for Americans since way back at the beginning of the pandemic. And we are still feeling the squeeze, even when we thought we might have seen some relief at some point. It just has not happened yet. So let's take some time and talk about how we play it smart in a world where the cost of living continues to increase while goods and services may not feel like they're worth the money. I have a couple of special guests that are back, not new to the platform, uh, but let me give them a chance to introduce themselves. Hi, it's Diane. I can't, every time you invite me back, I'm like, she wants me to come back again. Oh. So glad to be here. I love. <laughs> I'm like this is so exciting again. I'm always flattered every single time. So I'm glad to be here. I'm ready to talk about this. We're I think we're all feeling it in different ways. And I heard somebody saying, "I want to talk about this tonight." Like it's the silent recession, right? Nobody wants to talk about what we're experiencing, mm -hmm. but we're all feeling it. So I'm glad to be here today. You know, and I'm excited to. Talk about paying more for less. Thanks for coming back. First of all, Diane, nobody is excited to be paying more for less. It's the reality. So what up, y'all? It's uh, your girl Lex back again. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about how they're taking us for our money. So <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into it. We are being taken yeah. for a ride. Okay. <laughs> Well, ladies, so glad to have you back. Always happy that you accept the invitation. Uh, the viewers should know that we attempted to record this months ago and the audio was trash. So we kept, you know, trying to realign our schedules. And lo and behold, just when there is a ton of news out there, a ton of hot topics in some cases, in other cases, you know, quite alarming um, allegations have been made. But there's a lot of other things that have been going on. So I want to do a bit of a 
heavy icebreaker before we get into the topic. And I want to ask you guys, uh, which villain from the headlines of the past week really stands out to you the most? Would it be Darius Jackson, uh, Kiki Palmer's baby daddy? Would it be Will Smith's (laughs) former best friend and assistant? (laughs) Would it be... Um, party, Megan the Stallion's ex-boyfriend. Ah, uh, Would it be uh, Darius Cooks, <laughs> who continues <laughs> with his antics? He, he only deserves an honorable mention because he's a piece of crap. He just, he's so terrible. <laughs> or last, <Go> ahead. <laughs> or last, and certainly not least, Diddy. So Alexis, I would love to have you kick it off. I couldn't wait to have this conversation again, not because of the nature of things that have happened, but I just, I'm so interested to hear people's takeaways because I certainly have my own. So yes, Lexi, would you like to kick us off? Yeah, I would. I feel like I'm doing the church announcements right now. We're definitely going to start off with Diddy because he is... First of all, those 38 pages were disturbing to read. Mm-hmm. And I believe, I believe 39 pages. I believe it's 139 pages. Right. <laughs> that we don't know about. Right. But again, I feel like you'd have to be a sick individual to think of the stuff to lie about what that girl is saying. So again, I think it's weird on Diddy's part that he didn't just give that that nine figure that reportedly she got. I mean, the bulk of it already got out into the media. So the damage was already done and you should have just paid that money up front. So we never had to hear about this. But it's going to be Diddy for me. And I feel like this is the beginning of the end for Diddy. And we're going to hear about a lot of other people coming out. A lot of other people have already came out, but people <laughs> discredit them. So I'm gonna leave it at that, uh, allegedly, because I don't want no smoke. Thank you for that, Alexis. I don't think Diddy has ever paid any of my bills. I'm I'm not a micro, a mini, or any sort of influencer. I have nothing to hot to lose. I think it's Diddy. Diddy is like to be out here preaching love. You know, to like, can you imagine the stuff that Diddy does every day that gaslights his victims? Because we don't even know. We don't, we don't even have like a real clue. Cassie, to Lexi's point, it's probably 139 pages. Cassie just kind of like told us what she could. Can you imagine the stuff like she really can't, hasn't processed herself? Mm -hmm. So she can't write it down. And then, like, what did it take for her to actually, like, finally do this? Like, you know, I heard that she had been, you know, and like, and and Black Hollywood sucks. Mm. Because it's the whole, I can't, oh, I can't talk about the city. I can't cross that line. Y'all knew this was going on. Like, y'all knew this. Everybody's talked about it. Like, they've talked about it for years. How did Kim Porter, a 
a seemingly healthy woman die from the flu. I hate to be a conspiracy theorist. And, and I'm not even going to go down that path because, you know, we can go dark with it. But I'm just like, I, I think it's Diddy. Diane, can I throw this in there? Cause Please. Because after uh, Kim stopped talking to uh, Diddy, she was with uh, another guy, Shaquem. He was another big executive mm. that mysteriously died. Mm-hmm. Hell, I'll be sure I got sick at one point. Right. Must you know, in a coma, we talk shit about Jaguar, right? I'm, I'm still like, I think she's still like a little toxic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Jaguar, right, a couple years ago was like really putting it out there. And she talked a lot about Diddy and all of this. And we just kind of put her, you know, put her in the crazy bucket. But I think that she probably, like, she was telling us what's up. And for Dan to settle in a day. And then you know what's really insulting? He didn't even give her her day in court. That really pisses me off too, bitch. You think you're so in control. So basically, you got a bunch of lawyers in the room who were all there using all the drugs with you doing all the stuff with you so they like bro how, how much so y'all sit in a room and you decide and what do you give her because it's really not about the money i mean i'm sure they just picked 30 million out their ass because they were like hey let's just take them for 30 million but what is it what is it what is enough like how do you just and then do not claim any guilt that's the thing that pissed me off the most mm-hmm. about diddy is like the the his his lawyer like you know posted like or you know later on his statement was that he does not claim any guilt and right. I just I'm bothered by that that he's toxic I really if Carisha is listening right now Carisha you need to run girl mm-hmm. and whatever you have sold yourself for at this point. It needs to be a wash. You got a free chance to get out. You need to go because we love you. You know what I'm saying? I love you and I want you to be safe, girl. Okay, that's all. Yeah, so what I'll say to that is definitely, I hear you, Diane, but also, like, I wouldn't put it past Carisha to be down for the abuse when it comes to that bag. But that doesn't make it okay. To make it okay, but I don't think she's gonna overlook it. She got her Bentley truck. She got her, you know, what she needs. She's from Miami. She gives me pork and beans vibes. <laughs> like she grew up in the ghetto where uh, Trina grew <laughs> up, and like if if you got to deal with some shit, deal with some shit, then damn we gotta cut this part out no I'm we sorry. don't no we don't hey <laughs> <laughs> my mama got beat up by a nigga that still left us in the project so this is so layered because i just saw carisha and jt on the breakfast club and i was like was curious why jt was so against doing this reality show right like i was mm. like why do you really not want to do it but it was all under love productions or whatever oh. and i think like i'm like now that we're talking about this i'm like maybe jt gets it or yeah. got it then she know what's up 
But then again, she's a beard for Uzi Vert, but (laughs) beyond that, I think this is a perfect segue into my, my thoughts. Mm. You know, beyond the especially heinous allegations around assault, I think what really got me was when you get to the point in the court filings where it says that she signed a 10 album deal. Nobody Uh. on Bad Boy Records has had more than a handful of albums and that's probably being Mm -hmm. generous and somebody put it in perspective if you think about the biggest artists there are now does chris brown okay for those that love chris brown for beyonce like they don't have 10 albums and albums so that alone to me was so telling of what the beginning of the end probably looked like for cassie because mm-hmm. you knew it, you knew her talent um, limitations, right? And it's like nobody wants to throw shade at this girl during a time like this. But at the end of the day, we heard the music for ourselves. We saw the performances for ourselves. She was not a ten album artist, and that's okay. No. But when you think about yeah. how, even beyond that, when would she have had a chance to focus on making? multiple albums because that's where you start to look at all of the abuse and control and and all the shit that Diddy was putting her through she didn't have time to be a healthy focused artist who was in the studio working with other artists that were popping it sounds like he was blocking artists from even being able to be in the studio with her he was blocking opportunities for her to have a support system so allegedly Right. right again he ain't paying none of my bills but <laughs> but sure allegedly right but we want to cover the basis you're right so okay. according allegedly. to the court filings right um and all of this stuff that has been yes that's come out on the internet allegedly there was so much that he did to block everybody else from the industry or within the industry from being able to collaborate with her or have any access mm-hmm. to her. So it's like, okay, you're blocking this girl from it, from advancing a career, but you've locked her into a 10 album deal. You've cornered her into being your girlfriend. And now you're controlling every aspect of her life. Like that is out of control. So right. anything. And to me, it's like anything she says specifically that happened. He did that shit. Anything that he liked. Yeah you know, to see her do or, you know, have other people doing, he he liked that shit because it is, it's too many allegedly stories out there and everybody Mm -hmm. can't be lying. And it's wild when you think about like, how you even go back to like from old Biggie albums, you know, uh, Biggie, Diddy and R. Kelly, I'm fucking you tonight. Like you gotta be a certain type of, sick individual i guess we're realizing right at at the time it was like oh this is a salacious song but the beat rides and it's biggie and it's r kelly and -hmm. it's diddy but now we're realizing like no it was like a room full of creeps making music to let us know how they treat people so yeah yeah i mean definitely the biggest villain to me none of these other niggas get a pass for that because all of them are on bullshit as well um but yeah, also right, settling in a day. 
Honestly, I think Cassie walked away with a lot more than thirty million. That's just a number that floated out. Oh, they're saying a hundred. Yeah, I'm thinking it was more like a hundred. Hundred yeah. M. I, I, I firmly believe that. I, I think she got a significant amount of money because I think he, he didn't think she was gonna put all that out. And yeah. you know, who like the, the her lawyer? She, she got some really heavy hitters because. That was an excellent complaint. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the way that it was written out, the parts that I read of it, I'm like, oh wow! And I wouldn't be surprised. Like I, I hope that whatever she got didn't include her signing some sort of like non-disclosure or you know, you know, like silence agreement because like she did. should be able to tell her. You think it did? You think she can't tell her story? I think it did because I'm Me hearing a hundred mil. That's what I'm hearing. So. And let's be clear. Well, the fact that they would even let that come out. They said that they offered her nine figures so that she wouldn't come out. But even that 38 pages, like, yes. that was enough to, I feel that like that did damage. He should have just paid that money up front before that shit even came out. He came out. And again, let's be clear. She did not just sue Diddy. She sued Bad Boy Entertainment all of the business the llc's so this was truly a complaint on behalf of an employee and i think that's what a lot of people don't emphasize enough in the story it's just like oh she just wanted yeah. money from her ex like no that nigga was her no. her employer yeah and this is what happened when to you her. Tie, that's when you tie in point. all that extra stuff like yeah you paying me my employers paying me my boyfriend's mm-hmm. paying me everybody everybody yeah. And then, you know, she also stated in there how she's already been through certain types of therapy and trying to heal herself. So this isn't just somebody that woke up one day and was like, you know what? I, you know, I have bad memories of this relationship with Diddy. It's like, no, this was a a long, hard fought situation that I was in and I've attempted to get help for it. Did you hear that slim thug? I I Go ahead, Lexi. Nope, that was it. So Slim Thug, apparently, I've seen, I'm the type of person, I will scroll past the video, but not turn the audio on. But I see Mm -hmm. people's responses to it, right? So apparently whatever he said (laughs) behind that audio was essentially saying that victims should have, you know, a tighter statute of limitations to when they can say something. And and in doing so, he outed himself because apparently Slim Thug has a baby with one of his cousins. His cousins, yeah. Yeah. So he came out like, oh, well, if you got abused, you should just say that shit when it happens. Like, why would you wait this long? Like, why would you wait this long for your beard to touch your fucking nipple? Right. But that's also why he has a baby with his cousin. We see this a lot right now. Yes. You know, like we are seeing, and I'm sorry, but either shut up or don't make some stupid ass statement. And we're seeing that there aren't black men love to say, and this is another conversation, but they love to say that they support us and they have your have our backs as women, right? One person that really bothered me was the response I saw from Boosie. Girl, because I have no expectations right. for Boosie. No, but no, it was it was one of those things. I get it, but he it was like the way he did it was so obnoxious, as if to say that if he did say something, it may or may not like it impl- implicate 
puffy in any way. Look, we already know what it is. Right. You're not going to make a difference. Stand up for victims. Like, vict- like there's a lot of victim shaming, uh, especially when it's a black woman. And and I don't. And Cassie's not even a black woman. I, I don't know what she how she identifies. Definitely not a white woman. But like they just there's a lot of victim shaming in in the black male on the black male side. And I'm just like, do better because you've done the shit. You know what Poppy did because you did it. You were in the room. You were doing it to the same women. And like, you're just hoping they don't come out and say anything against you. And it's like, you're not helping. You're not helping. I concur. But Diane, I also want to say that Boosie was in Angola. Okay. Boosie (laughs) was just on the the (laughs) the breakfast club telling them that's enough. He doesn't want to talk about it anymore talking about the shit that he's seeing go down as far as can we say rape i mean we're here now on the pop yeah as far as rape and you know situations yeah in the prisons and how prevalent it was and how brutal it was so do you think Bootsy, it's if just that a was reminder a, that they keep well on what Bootsy experienced but he literally said man I don't want to talk about it no more man that's enough man and, and that's part of the problem is that a lot of people have experienced things that they don't want to talk about from both sides mm-hmm. yeah you can't skirt past it like but either way like I don't have like high expectations but I'm just like it's consistent it's always the response the response is you know I'm going to step away from that we won't even touch Bill Cosby because mm-hmm. he produced great works of art we can't even touch the stuff that he did because like nobody ever wants to talk about that I'm like okay he did produce some stuff but like anyway <laughs> We're, I'm re- no, let me redirect Jackie redirect well I so <laughs> again right I think that's such a, a what you said is so valid because I thought again of multiple women that I just mentioned whether it's Kiki Palmer Megan the Stallion you know it's always victim shaming like oh Megan the Stallion makes a song about her experience with depression and loss and grief and she mentions her ex-boyfriend in one line doesn't call him by name but that man then decides to make an entire diss song about her mentioning her entire past and all that does is feed the trolls that already hate Mm -hmm. megan because tori shot her and now he's in jail for it kiki palmer Mm -hmm. she has a baby with a bum unfortunately and he's controlling and abusive so now she's got a restraining order out on him and it didn't seem like it was that as bad as it has always been with Megan or how it has been with Cassie the past couple of days. But still, people are somehow saying that, oh, well, Kiki was also involved in, you know, he may have hit her, but she hit him too. You know, trying to both sides the situation. And it's just like, why can't we not just stand squarely behind somebody when we know good and damn well that the whatever happened was a result of the abuser not being you know a better person mm-hmm. bottom line or mm-hmm. you know the other party in question not being a stand-up guy that's the bottom line it's always well you know these women out here and it's like i don't understand y'all like tupac said it a long time ago but i guess we just didn't really think we see today we didn't we, we do this constantly with Kiki. It's that 
we thought she was so strong. Do you like like it, oh she just she always she's so strong. We never thought she would go through something like this. That is insulting and that is victim shaming in yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Right. Okay, this person puts their hands on you one time and you're like, and everybody says they would never let somebody do that. Everybody says it. Then you're in that position. And you say, okay, th- things have calmed down. We've, we've got these boundaries in place. It's going to all be fine. Now you're showing up at your damn house. Right. Not wanted, not warranted. You're in a position where you don't know what to do. You're trying to de-escalate. You don't want to, you don't want to, and, and I'm sorry, like, if you've ever, if you've never been in a situation where you feel physically threatened, the number one thing is you don't want to get shot. You don't want right? to die. You don't want any right? harm inflicted upon you, right? Inflicted upon you, and then who knows if the kid is there, Leotis? I, I still love Leotis's name, but who knows if Leotis is there or not there? Who knows who's there? She knows in her mind. I've got cameras in here. I know, you know, what I'm saying like I know I've got surveillance. But you don't know what you don't know. And so people are just so and like biased and judgmental because in their minds they say, I'm strong. I would never stay. Right. That'll yeah. never be me. That'll never be me. And e- even if there's that in that arrogance is is victim shaming. Right. Because if if you stand strong on that when you were in the situation, then then I think like we all feel like proud of you. But for a woman that had to endure longer or more or worse than you would ever imagine, we still stand proud, stand strong and proud for that woman as well. And we can't compare the two. There's a lot of times in life we can't compare. My shoes are cuter than yours or this is different. You know, my hair, girl, my braids look better than yours. Speaking of which, your braids look great, Jack. I mean, tell you that. But like, it could be all those things. But it's like, this isn't the time to compare. It's like, if you, if you were in it and you could walk away, man, we all, we, I still, I still think you're a superwoman. And just like the woman who has to stay, stick it out for a little while. Cause it's, cause you didn't expect this motherfucker to go crazy today. Right. And we were just eating pancakes and waffles and breakfast. Right. Yep. There was a, a tweet or something that I saw, you know, that said, Hey, I, I stand with black women. I stand with women, right? Because we don't know. Hey, Cassie's of color. So if she don't mm-hmm. identify. Yeah, I agree. We, we stand with you, girl. And, you know, anybody that is a victim of some bullshit, because like I know I mentioned Will Smith in the mix as well. You know, fuck a friend if that's how your friends do you. So fuck a friend. That's how they do you. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I want I want better I- for all of us. Except party. I don't want shit good for party. I've been really studying that Kevin Gates where he said, man, fuck you. I don't wish good on you. That's how I feel about party. Okay. <laughs> man, fuck party. That's all we got to say. First That's of all, all well, your name is party. And I'm uh, I'm thinking party next door. No, right? You talking about partisan Fontaine? Who the fuck? Okay. Right. Next. <laughs> You were lucky to touch the hem of her garment, but <laughs> yeah, ever. Next, yes. Can you imagine having a security code to get into Meg Thee Stallion's house, and you decide to do some dumb shit and fuck <laughs> another girl in her bed? 
I mean, I ain't gonna lie. The way he was picking her ass up and throwing her around that club. Never mind. Oh, All yeah. right. Okay. Right. Never mind. Right. So <laughs> we're gonna. You throw me around the club like that. I'll weigh one eighty. And I'm 5'9", shit. Maybe if we didn't learn that he was so bitch made. But we're going to just segue. <laughs> segue. On she into- knew what it was. She got him. <laughs> Lord. We're going to segue into our main topic. So thanks for riding with us so far, y'all. Paying more for less. So the the prices have gone up on everything. What that old man said, I feel like it was like Trump's first election cycle. Like, the rent is too high. (laughs) Everything costs too much money. So I want to talk about a few different areas in our lives where we feel like prices have increased. And for most of us, we haven't seen the same increase in our paychecks. And when we think about like quality and services surrounding these, you know, different areas, that has definitely not gone up either. You know, I like to say customer service and common sense are are things of the past. They got left in the world before the pandemic. So first things first, rent <laughs> or mortgage. I guess maybe not the mortgage itself, but other elements of owning a home. What have those uh, changes in, in price really look like for you guys and have you felt a difference in what you actually get out of your apartment with a rent increase? I had to increase what I was willing to spend. Mm. That's mm. where I found myself this year. Yeah. I had to make a commitment that I was like, you know, I've been able to exist in this in this little circle. And in order to get anything that I wanted or was interested in or slightly met any of my needs i definitely have to raise my standard raise my my price amount for for that um and so that has impacted everything not like in a huge way but you know there was definitely a, a major increase in what i was willing to spend and there was no other way around it i mean if i was going to stay in the same range that i was in I, that I had been in in the past, I was going to be living. It wouldn't have been cute. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been pretty. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been probably anything that met my needs. Let me just put it like that. So yeah. I had to, to spend more for um, essentially less. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's been for me. Like, you know, I was in Florida for a few years when the increases in rent truly started to skyrocket and I was making a move out to Oregon just as they were trying to bump the rent significantly. So I kind of escaped that and was able to keep my rent in now in Oregon, pretty similar to what my last rent was in Florida. But sure enough, I haven't, I still haven't been able to escape like annual increases. And, you know, I will say, I'll give them their credit. They do a ton of grounds work. They make sure that, you know, Parking spaces are painted and lined. They make sure that any sort of aesthetics look good. But ultimately, like, you know, what do you really get out of year-over-year increases other than just more maintenance? So on one hand, okay, if I really had to look 
left and right, I see somebody's money going to use to keep the grounds, sure. But we're not getting like brand new appliances in these apartments. We're not getting new carpet every year. You know, maybe I got to call and request something like that. But, you know, there's not a significant change in what you feel like you get out of your space just because the rent keeps going up. So, yeah, boo. <laughs> well, in the words of my uh, fellow brother, Jeezy, <laughs> it's a recession. <laughs> Everybody broke. <laughs> no, but for real, I'm literally five times the amount that I paid for rent when I first moved here. I am getting more, <laughs> but I feel like if I was paying this amount when I first moved back to Dallas uh, in 2011, I could live in a mansion right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Right. Crazy times. Yeah. 2011 prices versus now. Ugh, I can't even remember where I lived. And but I know it's slowly coming to me. And I'm pretty sure my rent is like four times that amount now. Yeah. One thousand percent. I will disclose when I first moved here, my rent was five hundred and sixty dollars. Blessings. I didn't even have a full-time job <laughs> and I was able to pay my rent with a part-time job. Mm -hmm. And now that's like unimaginable in any city in America. Right. So, yeah. When I moved into that uh, apartment in Addison, when we live, you know, pretty close to each other right there, I was paying 856. Still for that apartment was great. That was 8 56 for two bedrooms. I had that big bathroom. Like, there's no way. Right now, I bet if I look that up, that's like $1,700. The same apartment. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's got new, like, tile or laminate. I was going to say, yeah. you know it's the same apartment. Yeah, it's, it's lightly remodeled, too. It's like, don't get it twisted. Like... <laughs> It's not like they put any, they, it's not like they put a fireplace in there all of a sudden, you know? No. Yeah. They threw a black spat, a uh, black spash, backslash. They probably did. Backslash. One of the things, <laughs> not only is rent, and this doesn't impact me personally, but I've been thinking about like, you know, we see that the prices for properties are starting to go down, especially here in the Dallas area and then the Metroplex, right? So like I've got my eye on this like um, duplex and and just like since I started looking at it in May till now, it's gone down like $70,000 for what they're selling you for. So we're seeing these prices go down. However, the interest rates are so high. Mm. That's what I was going to say. And I've, I've been talking to, even though I'm not on the sales side, I've talked to plenty of my friends who have expressed frustrations when it comes to anything having to do with home sales, whether they're realtors or mortgage officers or loan officers, whatever it is, like they are really having some issues like stealing the deal because people have so many options and then the interest mm -hmm. rates are so high. So even if we wanted to try to build, people always say, oh, in a recession is when you build. Houseway. Right. So how, like how, how do I build in this, you know? So DM, I'm not going to put your name out there, but mm -hmm. you know, you're in the financial industry. <laughs> We've heard that the prices are dropping, but the interest rates are 
The interest rates are high. They're upping. So yeah, I guess what would you say? What have you seen or what would you suggest people do to not get caught up in that? Give us the insider trade secret. <laughs> Wait, I allegedly. Mean, this, 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 <laughs> this, is my own, this is my own opinion. Right, all okay. views are my own. Well, I, okay. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, thank you, Becky. Like, keep me, keep me on it, right? These are disclaimer. Um, I think right now, for, for people who are like, doing the best we can. I think we should be paying our bills on time. Mm-hmm. I think we should be not missing any payments, not overextending ourselves right now. I would say the number one thing, and this has been a big priority for me from a financial perspective is paying my credit credit cards down, not carrying a high balance. The higher the balance, the higher that that's just going to keep jacking up. So we can be, you know, unfortunately, if you, if you're wanting to buy, you know, you can buy today. There's plenty of opportunities. If you bought today, I would say go buy in a place where you can get a new home buyer program or yeah. where you qualify for an FHA or a Fannie Mae loan. Um, you know, you're good. You know, you're going to have a higher interest rate. So what does that mean? That means you pay that mortgage on time for a minimum of 12 months. Mm-hmm. Hopefully in 13, 14, 15 months the interest rates are lower, you refi when that happens. You don't hold on, you know, you're not like your grandma, you're not even hell, not even our grandparents. You're not like your great great parent grandparents. You know what I'm saying? You don't keep a mortgage for <laughs> ever. As soon as the rates go low, you refi that bad boy and you get a better rate, you know? But for those people who aren't like immediately trying to buy, I think the best thing we can do is be just like being diligent about our current finances, stacking I mean my savings has been so difficult to stack, but stacking as much as we can, you know, and maybe that means having some staycations and not do whatever that looks like for you. I'm not going to imply that's like patriarchal, but you know, <laughs> yeah. those are what I, that's what I don't know what your budget looks like. And that's what white men always want to do is tell you, stop going, to, stop going to Starbucks. <laughs> no. Well, you should stop going to Starbucks anyway, you know, who drinks that yeah <laughs> yeah anyway those are my thoughts on on that but but we're in a hard position right now if you need to buy a car you've got to really need to buy a car yes you're paying a ridiculous interest rate so if you can hold on to your car for another year you need to do that mm-hmm. obviously well i sold my shit about a year ago so it's been working out for me though yeah that's yeah. right yeah. So hair and beauty services. Let's talk about it. So it's been a steady increase. I feel like this is truly the definition of paying more for less. Um, and slight disclaimer for me, <laughs> my girls are good. But anyways, in general, in the industry, <laughs> whether you are, you know, still going and getting your old school like relaxers or you're still um, doing things that were kind of going down back in the day. It's not the same experience. You're not going to a salon where there are four or five stylists and a receptionist. Um, if you want to get bundles or a wig, that's a certain experience. If you want braids or if you want to, if you're a curly girl and you want to go see a curl specialist, that's a separate experience as well. So do you guys have any, hopefully not horror stories, but maybe 
your own uh, observations or reflections on what the changes in the beauty industry have been like, and not just with hair, whether it, it might be nails, it could be, you know, if you've been a makeup and lash girl for a long time, any of those, th of any of those services that beautify us. <laughs> how have you uh, had any observations on how the cost of those um, services have gone up, but the service surrounding those services has either not gone up or declined? Well, I feel like y'all looking at me. Because well, you're the beautiful girl. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Four eyes were penetrating my forehead <laughs> right now. Um, but what I will say is I feel like all services have gone up like at least double. Mm. Mm. And now we're in the age of the... Uh, the deposit. What does that they mean? Want you to get with them. <laughs> they want you to book, but put a deposit, but then they may not even show up after the, you've already given them a deposit. So <laughs> why do you give a deposit to guarantee that you're going to show up, but then they may not show up after they've already gotten your deposit. So um, that's that what that, that girl like. with, on TikTok was suing yes. her hairdresser for not, okay. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so fun, but not so fun story. I just ran across for my 30th birthday, a lady canceled my hair appointment and I had to do it myself. Now, luckily these Detroit hands mm -hmm. were able to slick their hair back into a nice little ponytail like I wanted it to. But again, people, they want you to put down a deposit and go through all these hoops to make sure you show up and guarantee their time, but they don't have the same respect. So I feel like even without the uh, the deposits, like getting your nails and your toes done, like that's gone up two to three times. Mm -hmm. yes. A full set used to be $25, right. not $40. <laughs> and that's just for the hands. And that's before the tip. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's it's been interesting because of course with technology and the way that everything goes down these days so many services are fed through specific apps like what booksy and style seat and things like that we already know there's been a trend of especially hairstylists who are not certified or licensed in any way they just know how to do a, a certain style or a handful of styles right. well so it's like everybody can just go on to Booksy, um, establish themselves as, you know, a hair girly, if you will, or maybe a lash girly, and, and they start taking appointments. And, you know, you don't have to go through any sort of certification or verification to even use those apps. And I think that's where we as customers, you know, wind up potentially getting caught in a trap Again, I'm not speaking for my girls, because my girls don't do that. But, you know, when you have folks that... Certified. They certified, mm -hmm. okay? They teach y'all. Orlinda is the truth. Right? Orlinda, Linva, Lola, all my girls certified. So, <laughs> anyway. Um, Come on, shout them out. Shout them out. Okay? But, you know, folks can get on an app and say, oh, I do this style, I do that. 
And then somebody tells you, oh, I like the work, or maybe you, you know, get curious. Maybe it's a desperate thing. And you book with someone, and then you realize they're not professional, they're not serious. I, I'm not on TikTok, but I definitely have heard the trend about the so-called, you know, hairstylist girls having to return to nine to five because they're not getting customers. But one girl did, I think it's what, a stitch where she really like went in and said, y'all aren't serious about it. You know, you're only doing hair during certain hours on certain days. You want ridiculous deposits up front. You don't do certain things or you kind of nickel and dime folks. Uh, the We know the whole, you know, come washed and blow dry trend and how that's taken off. So, you know, I'd certainly think about back in the day when I would go to my aunt's salon and getting a shampoo was like the best part of the experience. Like you wanted your shampoo girl or guy to be on point because that was going to be the beginning of your time at the salon. That is the foundation of your yeah. service. So for there to no longer be that experience, it's almost like you don't even get to lay the foundation again with certain styles and, and certain uh, processes. So that's a piece of customer service that's lost. And again, they still want more money than somebody would have wanted yep. back in the day to do a style similar, you know, for the times or whatever. So, yeah, I feel like the hair, nail, beauty industry, all of that has definitely been one of the biggest areas to, to see the paying more for less, you know, kind of theme take okay. over. And again, more for less. You get your whole scalp massaged and washed and conditioned and you sit under yes. the dryer. Back in the day, you know, for a present curl for $45. Now, mm -hmm. I mean, at the dry bar, at least it's 55, 60. And they'll still wash it. But when you go to these other, I don't want to call them out by ethnicity, but uh, these other stylists, they say, come washed and blow dried. Like, that's crazy. Right. <laughs> you want to try? You want to charge me the same price? I think the craziest part about that is like, you don't, that takes away the control of the outcome. Right. If, you know, like, I know for a fact when I, like, when I, my lactician, let me, let's call them out, Debbie. Debbie, Natural Shades of Beauty. Fort Lauderdale, go check her out. But she, when I first started doing my own hair, she was like, yo, you need to use these shampoos because I don't like what it looks like when you come back here. Mm -hmm. And so, the like, and when I, I was just home and got my hair done a few weeks ago, and she was like, okay, I want you to use this twist and log gel because I don't like the other one anymore. You know what I'm saying? So like, the, the fact that they take away that control of, towards the outcome is weird to me. Do you, I mean, like, what yeah. if this person doesn't wash their hair well? Right. They still have buildup. You know, whatever they use doesn't go with what you use to twist or braid it out. Like, because, you know, these twist and lock, these twist and braid gels, they're all so damn thick now mm -hmm. that, like, if you put any oil or do anything with your hair and then you go in and, I mean, um, unless you're using jam, it's going to give a white cast on it. Yes. I don't under, I don't understand why we're doing that. One of the places where I find myself really um, like being very particular is with my makeup. So I do my hair significantly myself, but 
with my makeup, like if I if I buy something and a few days later it doesn't work, I'm sorry, it's going back to Sephora. That's why I bought it from here. I'm no longer just giving away concealers, Anastasia concealers. Like that, you know, if these palettes don't work, I'm taking it back. I'm getting my money back. I'm getting the right shade. Forever, everybody knew you could count on me giving you some random stuff that did just didn't work for me. But now I'm like, uh, I got a little basket that I keep. And when it's like two or three things, that all is going back. <laughs> because it's expensive right <laughs> you know and i'm like i don't like it and right now and i'm only thinking about this because i bought um this i really like i love Vanessa myricks she does all these three three in one and multiple use like makeups but i bought like a few things that just don't look good and i tried to wear it a couple days i was like i look crazy so it's going back that was a pretty little penny if mm -hmm. I, I i used to be ashamed i still have a little shame about it i'm like how dare you? But I'm like, this is why they have these policies. Right. Because they know if it doesn't work, we should take it back. And so there should be no shame about it. But that, that's been a big change for me. Yeah. You know what? I actually love that. But, Don't forget yeah, about the gonna... return policies. Message. Right. Love it. I think it's Ulta and Sephora. And Sephora. Yeah. Take it back. Right. I'm like, it doesn't work. It just made me think about what you said, Dee, about uh, the shampoo. Like, oh, we want you to use this. Like, no, I want you to use this because you're supposed to be washing my hair. Sick of this shit. That's what I'm paying for. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> show, me, show me the shampoo you want to use on my head right now. Right. Oh, man. So, yes, you know, to our good girls, keep it up. You know who you are. Um, to the other ones, hey, get it together. If you want to be in the industry and you want to make some money, step your customer service game up. You know, start offering basic services and start being serious about the craft. And for, yeah, for consumer products, don't forget about those return policies during times like this. That's definitely a good reminder. Okay, um, I have to talk about, I have a question about customer service right now. Mm hmm. I have gone a lot of places and people just don't greet you. Ciao. Is that like, I'm like, hello. Did you right? see me with all my presence that walk through this door, walking here? You know, I'm they look at you like, what and what? Like, Girl. and we don't care that you can spend the money. And like, now I'll, I'll walk right back out. It is so bad. The hostess at a restaurant the other day was just staring at me. I'm staring at her. I felt so uncomfortable. After a few minutes, I'm like, "Are you gonna see me?" And she was like, "Oh, here, follow." Like it's just they have that. Where is the? I'm telling you, honestly, I think it's this new age where they ushered in that uh, tip. Especially at a lot of these places, you don't even have to have six people or more anymore for them to add that automatic gratuity into your tip. So. They don't feel like they have to be courteous or yeah. personable. And even at the, um, you know, like at the targets and stuff now, they don't tell you what the, t uh, you know, what the total is. No, they, they just, just stare at you. Or, yeah, like you see what it says on the computer. Now you just slide your car and it's very disheartening. Yeah, I think in general, like I said, and I truly believe it, customer service and not just the customer service but also the additional layer has been the common sense 
it just has gone out the window. Like I can just, all I can imagine is since the pandemic, you know, everybody, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to call it everybody, but there certainly feels like there has been an, a, an active effort to kind of forget that ever happened. But there's so many elements of our lives today that are a reflection of the pandemic. So you have people get into different jobs, get into management or training other people at different jobs during the pandemic. And now they've trained these people that work at the jobs today and they are subpar. They don't know how to greet people. They don't know how to ask them basic questions when there's a transaction happening. They don't know how to, you know, barely say please and thank you. Like there's just no sort of like customer service oriented interaction that happens anymore. And then sometimes it just comes down to common sense. Like if someone's walking towards you and they have things in their hand, you know, you ask, Hey, are you ready to check out? Or if someone's walking towards you with nothing in their hand, you know, you ask, how can I help you? It, it you truly yeah. will have people just looking at you crazy. And it's like, what, <laughs> how did we get here? How? I'm not gonna, yeah. I was going to say, I'm not going to blame it on the pandemic. <laughs> solely mm -hmm. but what i will say is i have known like i've seen the decline of the younger generation oh i feel like i'm old saying that but you know they really don't care anymore they don't they want to work two days a week for I a 40-hour check well and they don't they said they don't greet you you put your stuff down on the counter and they're just looking at you like you owe them something we don't have to tell you how much it is. You can look at the screen. We don't need to talk at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's like, part of me doesn't want to make it a generation only thing, even though, of course, in a lot of these jobs, it is younger folks or maybe folks that are a little bit, you know, less grounded in the workforce, you know, take that as you, as okay. you will. But there's definitely, I feel like with younger folks more specifically, they have been able to live in this world with social media where they do know for a fact that they are being underpaid based on the cost of living. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is a certain level of just disdain for this, this society, you know, and this working aspect of our lives that they have to deal with to survive knowing that they're not making enough money to really do anything with it. And I feel like, you know, as a millennial, we probably are some of the folks that were able to only see that over time. And now it's like, well, shit, you know, how far can I really, uh, you know, go in life or what can I really achieve based off of what I'm earning and what things cost these days? The younger folks are like, well, if they're screwed, then of course I'm screwed. But I still, you know, like a lot of people, I'm sure, just can't grasp the idea of you going into customer service, customer facing work, and you don't know how to work with people. Like, what is going on? I mean, honestly, even there was an incident when I was in Tallahassee for homecoming, where um, Chandra and I had some packages delivered to her house, and they did not arrive at the house. So we had to go over to the UPS customer center and really get with them people. Because they're trying to tell us, oh, well, write down the tracking numbers and put them on the door. And then, you know, the delivery guy will know to leave them. Whole time, this man was not leaving any indicator that he had ever rolled past the house. You're supposed to leave a card or a sticky, right? 
He wasn't right. leaving anything, Mario Harris. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, right? And so it's like, y'all have to acknowledge that. Because when we said that, it was like, oh, they knew something was wrong. So again, mm-hmm. simple customer service, right? Like you can't do that part of your job so that people don't come down here and have to cuss your other coworkers out. <laughs> right. First of all, I don't want to know the name that you just named off, but um, just with seeing the look on your face, it gave me very Kiki Palmer's mama. Um, and I, well, look up. We're a Kiki, but I, Kiki mama before I had to see. I said, uh, Harvey, Illinois. I said, oh, that must be near Chicago somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the way you said, we had to come area co-worker out. <laughs> right. Mario. Mario Harris. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely we went. Ass. We went Harvey, Illinois on him. And, and the real ones know. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They also make you really use your intelligence and education too. Sometimes, yeah, you gotta pull it. So sometimes, yeah, yeah, because like I often it pisses me off after I have to go through some BS when I'm like, wait a minute, it took the act of God and me to be really diligent, really thorough for me to be who I am to get to a solution. What about somebody that? doesn't have these skills right that doesn't have this ability you know my mother was so frustrated she's talking on the phone trying to deal with my uncle's like satellite tv like that's all he's got he's like he's disabled it's like all he's got it's this whole thing and she thanks the lady he can't hear he is hearing impaired and it took the lady like a long time to be like oh do you want ada stuff Yes, that should be like, who needs to be told that more than once? And so I'm just like, why do you have to pull your full thorough education or Broward County 954 all the way out of you? Like, don't make me do that either. Just so I can get this solved. And for $43, like, or right three packages or whatever it is. Which has gone up $12 over the past year. Please know it. One thousand percent. And I feel like that's always I always say like you don't have to get rude or ignorant to get your point across or to get something done. But sometimes you gotta throw your weight around just a little bit. Oh especially that Floridian that Floridian weight. That should come out of you. Yeah, it gotta come out of you sometimes. (laughs) I mean, and you know, we we scared we scared of where you from. Everybody's scared of that. Everybody's scared of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cold in the deep. How the fuck do we supposed to keep peace? Okay. What's understood doesn't need to be said. No, you're right. <laughs> so how about... All right, moving on. How about vacation? So we've got flights, hotels... Um, excursions, anything in between. How have you all seen the prices on your travels increase? And in turn, though, you really don't see the increase in experience and customer service on the back end. Well, I'll go first. Um, honestly, <laughs> it's been working out for me in my favor. Um, that's why I'm never here. Uh, so I feel like the flights are low. <laughs> the hotels are low. The Airbnbs are low. 
Um, so I'm just taking advantage, uh, advantage where I can, if that makes sense. Okay. This has been the best time for me, honestly. So. I love that for you. For me too, because I'm telling you, I'm going to Detroit this week, but I mean, I've been out of the country multiple times for less than it takes to get a flight to Detroit or somewhere else, you know, in this country, which is crazy, but yeah, I know it's really expensive to come to Portland, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And no direct (laughs) flight. (laughs) The last flight I looked up to Portland from Dallas had like a 12 hour layover in Denver. And it's like, okay, so now I have to make this the whole week trip. That is <laughs> the rub. Right. Yes. Right. It's like, yeah. sometimes it's like, okay, the cost isn't so bad or you look at it and it's like, all right, let me make it work. But then you look at the actual travel and it's like, why can't I get there on a nonstop flight? Portland as a, a hub has definitely been affected by that. It is hard for me to get out of here on a nonstop flight. And I can see that. But even coming there, like looking at three layovers or two, three layovers, and then you have to stay overnight. Like I'm going to have to take four or five days off work just to get there and come back. Like mm-hmm. crazy, crazy. Yeah, I have to, uh, I'm traveling less. So I started, but that that's all about my life right now. I've just had a lot of life changes this year. And so I'm just doing other things. But travel has definitely had to work its way a little bit down on my list of priorities. Um, but I still got my travel plans. I don't disagree. I mean, I'm getting some good deals when I'm, when I'm you know, traveling. But I travel, like, I think at the beginning of this year, I had, like, maybe 12 trips and I cut that down to like about eight. So I took, I took a cut on what I've done, but I still got to have all the, all the experiences. I am looking forward to Tuesday. I don't know why I don't have anywhere I want to go, but it's travel Tuesday. And so I'm looking forward to seeing if I can find some fun flights or trips that I can do in the new year. Um, travel Tuesday is like black Friday for traveling. And it's the Tuesday after, so Black Friday, and then there's Cyber Monday, and now they've started Travel Tuesday. This is the first time I've ever heard it call this, but I am looking forward to seeing if I can get some good deals. Okay. You heard it here first, people. Let's see what I can Mm -hmm. get, too. Yeah, I mean, I would be lying if I said I didn't travel this year. I did a lot of travel, you know, in some cases planned and in some cases unplanned. And in all cases, I've made it work. You know, it happened. And thankfully, I never came home like, wow, you know, that trip really broke me. So I have to sit something out or like reprioritize because of it. But I think, like Lexi mentioned, you know, it's really just about like the convenience of the travel. Like, oh, I can get out of here on a nonstop flight or I can go a farther distance, you know, for a cheaper price. For me, I think what I don't like is just seeing how much they have nickeled and dimed every section of the plane. It's like, oh, you can sit here. Right. Okay. Right. It's like you can sit here and get more leg room. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you get a bigger seat. And then over here, (laughs) right, you can get a bigger seat, but it might be standard leg room. 
um if you want anything you know the the big one they started making it illegal for you to bring your own alcohol which to me is not so much yeah. i'm sure right it's about like getting rid of belligerent s- scenarios but on the other hand it's also about you all making sure you make the money off the liquor because mm-hmm. you know hardcore travelers were bringing a sandwich bag full of four shots <laughs> you right. know like if you especially if the flight was you know a long one so mm-hmm. just doing stuff like that where you are essentially inconveniencing me to make sure that you make the money if there's any money to be made like that's that's not fun i'm literally paying more for less now because these flights are not cheaper and it's gonna be um more of a process and a journey for me to get where i'm going and now you want to offer me less for free on a flight and make sure that i don't bring no extra so that if i want anything okay I got to pay you. I still can't believe we have to dump our water going through TSA. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy. Well, I just, Jackie, you hit it right on. I just flew Spirit, right? (laughs) And I sat in 1A. Mm -hmm. I was in preferred boarding, all the things, right? Mm -hmm. I get in there. I mean, I have never had that much leg room on the Spirit flight ever. I'm comfortable. However... They had these metal damn bars for metal something. And I'm talking about that. Y'all know I'm not even hippie, okay? Like, I don't know how some people on this call would even be able to sit there. I was, it was squeezing. It was squeezing me, y'all. It was squeezing my hips so bad. And then there was a lady who was much like, you know, she was really small, like super thin lady. She's like, do you feel tight in these chairs? The chairs were so tight and they had like metal bars. So yeah, you got the seat that you wanted. Like you had plenty of leg room, but you could not move. Like, do you mean like it was the most uncomfortable experience? Like it was like um, the metal partition metal between each seat. Yes, like yes. a metal partition. And so, but they were just cut really tight. And they have four seats on a row when we all know they probably should have made it three. Yes. So, yeah, I'm thick. But, like, even the the little skinny lady was like, I'm uncomfortable, too. I was like, damn, thank you. I was squeezed up in that seat. And the, wait, in the first, so in the first row of spirit. Because, look, I will fly spirit. I will fly frontier. Whoever gets me there, I'm not flying them niggas across country, but <laughs> no, I'm only doing non-stops on those. I don't yeah, like oh, to do oh, connecting. Oh, yeah, no, but, you know, no. Going to Fort Lauderdale is a perfect flight. Like it leaves at five, it gets there at like eight thirty, and I'm like, yeah. But I'm I was so, so it doesn't matter. I don't. I don't I don't like Frontier. They make those seats are so thin to me. It feels like your butt's gonna fall through. So the only time I've ever flown Frontier was to go to Ontario, California, nonstop to see my family for like less than a hundred dollars. And it's like again, I'm gonna get on there, I'm gonna go to sleep. Yeah. By the time I wake up, I'll be there. It's nonstop. It's fine. So Yeah. I mean, I'm not the biggest we fan. We uh, airline episode. Right? <laughs> About the airlines people fly on. You know what? My saving grace out here is Alaska. Shout out to the little oh. Eskimo on the plane. Um, really? I know they fly 
They fly to Love Field. Um, yeah, I think they fly to both. CDFW, but I seen them at Love Field too. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, Alaska is good for me here. I can get to Chicago nonstop, LA nonstop, probably a couple other places. Mm-hmm. Chicago nonstop? Mm-hmm. Yep. Was it like four and a half? Four. Four? Okay. Yep, four hour flight. And typically pretty comfortable seats. They always have like the outlets for you to charge your phones. Um oh. I would say I I prefer them. Like if I am again right nonstop on the on a flight uh, route, and if I'm staying on the West Coast, you know I I would mm-hmm. prefer them over other airlines. But Spirit, no, they dare wrong. How do you have four seats in a row? That part is still sending me. <laughs> or I've never seen A B C D E. Never. Like who the hell? Has ever seen that? Like, unless it was, was like, like no. right? Unless it was Big Seven Fifty Seven, you know, going overseas. It was same, same thing, same seat, same plane as always. Oh my God. I was just like, this is this. It was, I, it was a lot, but I really wanted that leg room, so I stuck it out. Because <laughs> um, every time I get off a of Spirit flight, my knees be hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna like hurt me, well, bitch. You know, I'm like, why the Because it presses that metal presses up in your knee for two and a half hours. It hurts, but so I was excited to try that. So I definitely enjoyed sitting up front in that way, but I, I felt tight. And I had a non-scale victory anyway on that day. So I was like, why is the seat so tight? And the seat belt fits perfectly fine. Like, it's an oxymoron. Like, how did it? <laughs> Look, all I want to say is that Spirit has never canceled my flight. Okay. Okay. Spirit may have been delayed one time out of 20. So I feel like people get Spirit all the smoke. But they come through for the cheap. And if I pay more to get delayed, 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 and then my flight gets canceled by a <laughs> American, <laughs> I'm just saying. Touche. You know what? I'm glad you get lucky with spirit. You might have to, you know, ask if they can pay you for that opinion. That's why I said. Right. Never, I've never had an issue with spirit before. It's everybody else. It's American and United. Oh yeah, I'm not touching United. And, no. I had no issues with Delta, nobody else but American. Even when I was coming to Tampa that one time. Oh got, yeah. Uh, it got delayed for like six hours. I was at the airport. Like Yeah. I'm just saying. Don't don't talk down on spirit. You just gotta <laughs> know your baggage limit and how you much <laughs> how much you I got a bag I take on Spirit that I'm taking this week. It's got rollers and everything, but it fit in that little pouch. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Know what to do, people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I will so say, got- I learned this last year. If you give, you can't give the people at the airport money, but you can give them gift cards. So... 
the people who work for the airlines, you can tip them in gift cards. And if you want to up your experience, give somebody a Starbucks. Well, pick another place, but give them a gift card. Well, I gave out last year, this is a year ago before all this stuff this year, I gave out $5 Starbucks gift cards. I got upgraded the entire way, both trips. The lady at the front was like, this is so sweet and, up and upgraded me going and coming on a flight. So if you ever have any like random gift cards around for small amounts, small, I'm not talking like any, I wouldn't even do 10. I think $5, like super small gift cards. People seem to really love that. They can take that as a tip and they will upgrade your experience. Hey, well, y'all listen to D because I ain't never had nobody that turned out my cash at the airport. <laughs> oh, really? Not, no, hell no. Yeah, they're not the bags at the outside like that's They're just like people have to take it oh well outside yes but when you get like all the people in the airline they're not supposed to take it that's what that's what i've always been told so they love gift cards that's what you they'll take your cash take your cash but tip people if you have a few dollars tip them ride the train to the airport figure out how to get to the airport for sure cheap and then tip the people who work off work for you because it'll actually pay, work out for you Hey, and the people at the front desk at the hotel will take a cash down. Oh, as well. Great. Definitely. Um, back yeah. to you, Jackie. Love those tips, <laughs> especially as we head into the holidays, right? Like things might get yeah. a little rough out there. Mm -hmm. Keep a couple gift cards on you just in case you need to have a conversation, pull some strings. So I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. It works. So, That's king. Right? Okay. Uh, so we have to talk about dining out and maybe we don't have to do so much as paying more for less because I can't help. <laughs> I really want to talk about the cheesecake debacle. Like <laughs> while I have you ladies here, of course, a few weeks back, there was the whole TikTok where the girl was late to her date and the date wanted to pivot and take her out to the cheesecake factory and of course, then that spawned this entire long laundry list of places that apparently, you know, they said women don't want to go to on first dates. And, you know, would just love to know, like, are you are you ladies still pulling up to the cheesecake? Like, is that not someplace that you want to go anymore or wouldn't go on a date? I, I want to go on a date. I, I'm going to meet myself. <laughs> Did you say you want to? <laughs> yeah, I just want to go on a date. If you want to take me to the cheesecake factory and you look cute and if it's attached to a mall, because then we can go shopping after we eat at the cheesecake factory. So I'm like, hello, I'm 5A. I like long walks on the park. Okay, at the park. Okay, I don't have time for this shit. Like, <laughs> I this one gonna say, and if you want to take me there, I'll go. I like lemon piccata, uh, that lemon piccata uh, chicken from Cheesecake Factory. I like those little Thai lettuce wraps. I can find me <laughs> find me something. So Jackie knows how to get in touch with me if you're interested. And I love That's how all. you said very early on, if you cute. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, all I'm saying is, you go on a date with me, you're going to get touched. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, though, I thought that was crazy because 
The Cheesecake Factory, first of all, it's not cheap for you to scroll through 97 pages of a goddamn menu. <laughs> no. Okay, by the time you scroll through all those pages of that menu, the Cheesecake Factory is not cheap. I thought that was crazy. But again, okay, in that story per se, they said that the guy waited an hour for that girl to get ready. Ooh. And for her to come down so they that they missed the reservation that he had in place. Right. Yes. First of all, I'm not waiting an hour on nobody. So no. that's crazy. Right. Your so time management sucks. To the hundred and fifteen page cheesecake factory. Right. That's that's not cheap. We talking damn near twenty dollars a drink, mm. twenty dollars a plate, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, and we gonna get some cheesecake because how do I go to the cheesecake factory and not get the peanut Hello. butter chocolate yeah. cheesecake? Hello. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I guess I did hear that it was a skit, you know, in the long run, but I was just I like, as well, yeah. I'm like, this is sending a terrible Let's message. <laughs> it's the principle of the point. <laughs> it's the principle, right? Like we're pulling up now. Don't act like that. But okay, just had to throw that in there slight intermission well, i'm glad you kind of brought that up because somebody asked me about this and i thought about us right because we have spent ridiculous amounts of money oh yeah we're going for one meal to the spot like yeah. we're <laughs> we have spent and we've also had just as much fun waiting in fuel city or you know what i'm saying like and granted we have other taco places now but we've just we've had just as much satisfying meals doing that Mm -hmm. as we have like really whatever so when i was asked about this i thought about us i'm like me and my friends can go and spend whatever we want right you know are you good company are you a nice person like i think there's more to that than just cheesecake factory right very true i concur and i feel like also he had to be good company to wait one hour for your fucking ass to come out the house to still what time out. did you think be ready yeah like that's crazy and she came right? out looking like that let me get off that she did not come out looking like she took an hour to get ready no. of course not no not at all i digress right probably so, had to spend all that time stuffing her stuff and her bbl to her faha <laughs> okay so so if we talk about restaurants in general and groceries too, right? The cost of things has gone up. The service has definitely taken a backseat. So we did just mention it with like all this auto gratuity. It's like, I think you made a great point, Lexi. There's just no incentive for you to really give any good customer service if you already know you're getting something on the bill. But then, you know, I think of, <laughs> you know, what's a good angle to take this? Keith Lee in Atlanta reviewing them restaurants. Some of those restaurants, they are charging to the max, right? For basic soul food dishes, for brunch dishes. It's no longer just, you know, going to a seafood place where you expect high prices. It's like you can go to a restaurant on, at two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and it's going to cost you $45 because of the drinks and the cost of these plates and just being able to get in the door. You know, forty-five dollars. Mm -hmm. That's cute, right? And right, I know, right? That's being generous. 
Because I feel yeah, like yeah. these places, these places, they're charging you to park. They're charging right. you to get in. Like it's a club. Like you're not eating in here. So you still want me to pay for food. You still want me to pay $20 a drink. You're still putting 20% gratuity mandatory into my bill. And it's, it's just ridiculous at this point. Like um, here in Dallas, right down the street from me, they're opening up the Esco Bar, oh. Two Chains Esco Bar. Oh, yeah. Very soon here. But again, I'm very curious to see what that scene is going to look like as far as cover charge, parking. There's nowhere to park. There's yeah. nowhere to park. So <laughs> it, it's going to be crazy, but I'll keep you guys abreast on that. Yeah. I'm interested in that. You know, and then we talk about customer service. The customer service is crappy. Oh my gosh. Awful. You know, people just acting like you you have to do whatever. And and I mean look, like I love soul food like the next person. But you cannot just smother some damn chicken. And if you're not gonna cut the greens right, then take the soul food off. Like it can't all be soul food. Oh, thinking be, I mean, maybe they should call it country cooking because if they're playing it out right now and yeah. you want to put everything on top of a waffle with some grit syrup, I don't know. It's just nasty. It's getting too, like, you're going too far. And clearly, Keith Lee proved that you have to pay for it. Yes. Like, you got and, to pay and, to play. And the, you have to pay to play. And even though candy managed the situation with the old lady gang better than the other place milk and honey they both fell into the trap yeah which is once they knew it was keith lee oh sir here you we got the chef's table for you right but everybody else any old person me i'm just gonna wait for an hour and or two mm-hmm. pay whatever Yep. And that's that. And get the shitty waitress. Yeah. Charging 20 to pay, I mean, to park is crazy to me. I went to the original old lady gang um, oh. with me and a lady friend of mine, not in a lesbian sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't but no, we sat next to uh, yeah, a you black... didn't see the way I was looking at you like I mean, I said the same <laughs> I was gonna say we sat next to another black couple, but if I say another couple that would just whatever. Um right. I like the um so anywho, the couple that was sitting next to us, you know, we all got different things and they were kind of looking at us and we were looking at them and they were just kind of giving the head shake like, no, it's not really good. And we felt the same on our way. I, I will say the deviled eggs were good, but I mean, can you fuck up a deviled egg? It's kind of hard. Too much mustard. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it wasn't too much mustard, but no, everything else I felt like <laughs> salty or overcooked or undercooked or it just everything was salty so when you think about four people that got four different meals four different appetizers it wasn't really doing what it was supposed to do yeah Uh, so like definitely at that point it was more of the brand recognition like you just go there to say oh i went to the old lady gang 
different right. even though my cholesterol is through the roof right now but that's yeah. fine i went to the old lady gang once i think it was pretty good um it's it's been a couple years now for sure because you know i don't frequent la meca de los negros very often so um wasn't terrible i definitely you know was hesitant for sure but i thought it was a pretty good experience i think we were able to sit by the bar um you know nothing from the menu stood out where it was like oh my gosh that was the best you know fill in the blank that i had but we somehow were there during a weekend or a day where it it wasn't too crazy i do remember we had to wait for sure but you know i thought that was interesting just how it seems like that's that part of the scene has gotten that much worse like you walk in and you are not a celebrity it's a two-hour wait but y'all quietly have some sort of like fast pass lane if you have some Mm -hmm. sort of status and you know what was funny ocho cinco and Shannon Sharp, we're talking about it on their podcast they have now, or maybe it's a show. I don't, I'm not sure what the platform yeah. is. But yeah. of course, Ocho is like, you know, oh, Keith Lee shouldn't be like tearing restaurants down and we already get enough flack. And he's like, I've never had any issues with getting a table or bad service. And it's like, of course you haven't because you. Ocho Cinco. Right. You're taking advantage of the celebrity status that they're offering you. Keith Lee is literally mm-hmm. showing you, hey, like if you are not someone recognizable, they're going to treat you differently. He's calling it out. Yeah. You don't want to call it out because you don't want to lose the access <laughs> that you get to the best waitress, to the seat faster than everybody else, to the, mm-hmm. you know, to the lamb chops that they're bastardizing in the way that they cooking and glazing them with everything under the sun. Like you want to be able to. <laughs> to get everything first and fresh and hot and in the best way. Uh So don't tell everybody that, you know, celebrity status is a bad thing or even that it's a thing because then people will start to look at these businesses for what they are, which is on some bullshit a lot of times. And they're not really serious about providing like quality customer service. It's like, how, how much can we get, you know, clout and recognition off of our patrons Mm -hmm. so that we can get money faster and, you know, stick around for another day because that's the thing too. It just doesn't feel like a lot of folks are in it for longevity. They just treat it like a money grab every day, which is crazy. Yep. And yeah. Can you invite us back for black history month? And we can talk about, (laughs) we can talk about, we can talk about really how to give good feedback to our to our peers to our black people right mm-hmm. because in the workplace you find yourself in this really tight position where it's like i really want to tell you you suck but you're a sister and i like your yeah. hair Girl. yeah you know what i'm saying and like you know i people are going crazy because even when i first started saying it i'm like well i really don't want to talk about these black restaurants but like they you do suck and you're do you offering basic quality food and it's like i don't want to say that publicly like it's not like i don't even feel comfortable like nah we need to really plan it but we need yeah. to talk i think we, let's talk about it. let's talk about this somebody got to research accountable but also i mean when you think about it i'm not gonna say it's definitely negroes 
but also in these other establishments when you roll up in there and they're like oh do you have a reservation or oh there's a wait and i'm like i'm looking at seven tables seven empty tables over here mm, like what okay. do you mean right yeah like oh mm-hmm. there's a do i have a reservation what the fuck are y'all doing over there because i don't see nobody occupying these 20 tables right. <laughs> or some shit over here you know right so yep all of that it's like everybody's running their staff to at the you know in the leanest manner possible like one person yeah. to collect the money and one person to cook the food and the person collecting money might be the same person bringing you the food and it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then every machine it's like no matter where you go i'm not surprised or i'm surprised they don't have it at like a cvs by now every machine you see has a tipping option because just like we we keep saying Uh, right they keep adding tip auto auto gratuity or just uh, tips for people that it's like dog five years ago nobody was asking me for an extra dime when i came in here what are where what are we doing pay these people and now they have the option. It doesn't even say 0%. It starts off at 15. You have to click other to not tip people. Like they'll flip the thing around and the lowest one you see it, it's like 15, 20, 25. Like where's the zero option? Because literally the only thing you did was brought me the food that I ordered from offline. Mm-hmm. To the desk up front. Like. Ciao. Cause they getting on my nerves with that everywhere you go. And I'm like, I'm very uncomfortable because I don't think I should have to tip you. And then now when you go to the bar, the bartenders are expecting a 20% tip, but I, I don't always tip 20% on a beverage. That hasn't been my thing. I always tip like, a, you know, on my beverage, like for sure. I never not tip. But I'm sorry, like, I, I just wasn't thinking I was going to give a 20% tip or 18% tip on my beverages. Like, that just hasn't gone that way for me. But that's, that's expected also. I just went to a bar the, the other night that it was expected or, you know, suggested it started at 20%. And again, I mean, uh, what I will say is I will tip more, you know, if it's a local place that I always go to, you know. Shit, three dollars. And you know, sometimes they show you love. Right, you just, you know. I'm sorry, we off topic, Jackie. No, I was gonna say personally, I'm um I'm a big tipper. Like I tip for a lot of shit. I tip I I I be tipping. But Okay, come on, big Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And so (laughs) I think because I am so willing to tip, that's where (laughs) I I feel like it's <laughs> the leg of Jackie Big Tipper. Girl, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, it's so obvious that it's become out of control, right? I understand if so let's use Uber Eats as an example, because you know, the girl be on the Uber Eats. Take all the money. Yeah. Right? They're already uh-huh. charging you extra because you're using Uber Eats. The menu items cost more. Then somebody's bringing it to you. So, okay, I'm going to tip the driver. I'm going to make sure they're good to go, especially right. coming over the river and through the woods to me. Right. But then, <laughs> depending on the restaurant, they want you to tip the cooks. 
So they will add menu items that say, do you want to tip the kitchen? One, three, five, however many dollars. What? Yes. Wow. I remember saying that, but I don't use Uber Eats. Well. I took, I said a long time ago, so I never seen that. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, well, damn, like, are y'all not going to make my food taste as good if I don't send a tip along with this order? You 1,000%. Know, you know, it's stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 1,000%. And peeing your shit. DoorDash just came out and said their drivers can see. Yeah, yeah. They said our drivers can see who you if you tip them or not, and you you may have a delay. And if they accept your order, and and DoorDash doesn't make their driver accept the order without a tip. Ooh, I didn't know that. Right, so Mm -hmm. it's like (laughs) it's just no matter where you turn there's always a suggestion of an additional tip or tipping in, in areas where it just would not have historically happened. And again, it's frustrating because now it's been years, right? Where they've been trying to pass wage laws, get a better minimum wage going, give people better raises, and it's just not happening. And they just keep passing it along to the customer. And now we're being mm-hmm. penalized or punished or rolling the dice because we're not tipping or not tipping to a certain percentage. And, you know, again, like I'm, I'm willing to tip, but at a certain point it's like, what are we doing here? Like, where's all this tip money going when it used to be for people that were serving and waiting tables or cooking the food or delivering the food back and forth. And that's where I'm like, Uber, y'all are making money hand over fist because between the tips, the fees and all of that, like y- y'all are like yeah we'll make it happen for you but not for the low and right. it's just it's annoying because it's like back in the day there was always a lot of these restaurants had you know just individual delivery people i could still mm-hmm. order a pizza yeah. through a regular <laughs> restaurant and get the pizza delivered to and me a, and a pontiac grand am yes okay <laughs> <laughs> and a Dodge Neon, and they put Rolling that up little, in that bad boy, and they put that little pizza <laughs> on, uh, on the top of the car. Okay, on the little thing, yeah, put it on top of the car. Yeah, so don't feel like a maniac, right? But you are gonna get your pizza. The next episode, the next episode should be still tipping on fofo, <laughs> <laughs> tipping on fofo. I'm actually not eating out that much. And it just dawned on me like last week. So I'm still going out. I still go out. I still have dinner. I do all the things. But like if I'm here at the house and I just want to order the Uber Eats. I'm like, I'll just. They piss me off. Yeah. I don't even think it's a money saving technique. Like I just been like pissed off by how can you charge me more? For the same thing, I'd rather just roll over there, you know, do what I want to do and go get my food. You can't charge me more for the same thing. So, well, everybody doesn't have a card, Diane, to roll over. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, honestly, I got the pass. Like, oh. well, I don't but I got the DoorDash pass and the Instacart. I feel like it's worth it. Well, of course, because I don't have a car, but. Yeah. So like I, I got it free six months to a year through Chase. And then bringing your groceries when you live in that kind of building is per- actually yeah, better. That's I what I prefer. To, yeah. 
that's what I loved about it. Yeah. Bring this shit to my door. I don't want. Yeah, all of that good stuff. So I don't know. It's it's been interesting. So how about actual subscriptions, right? I mean, I guess this is actually a good segue. So Instacart, I know I do have the Uber Uber One, and so I save money whether I'm getting a, a ride or I'm ordering like food or groceries. Um, there's DoorDash Pass, but then of course we think about everything else, right? All of these different streaming services, um, even like apps for your fitness and your health, like My Fitness Pal. Uh, it could be to consume media like on a Patreon or a Discord or having a YouTube subscription. You know, have you guys ever gotten like a Patreon or subscribe to somebody's Patreon because you thought they were going to have great content and then you subscribe and it's like four videos? <laughs> or when you subscribe to their OnlyFans, it's only four videos. Like boring. OnlyFans? Cancel this. Oh. Yeah, I said it. Okay. Because... I don't get Patreon, but sometimes I'll be wanting to see the OnlyFans. And then you go ahead and subscribe and you're like, literally, these are the same three videos. I'm, okay. I'm done. <laughs> well, I'll bow out real quick. I've never subscribed to an OnlyFans or Patreon. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's... You should I do all, one. I see all my porn for free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's bring it back to streaming services okay we're bringing it back we're bringing it back so netflix i got an email the other day they're going up again i think it's a smooth smooth 22.99 or some shit like that now like just Mm -hmm. absolutely insane i said you i'm serious i said you won't see 2024 with me we're not doing this (laughs) is that for people on your plan or what the fuck no no one person one plan yeah. When I started paying for Netflix, it was seven ninety nine, and they used to send you the goddamn DVDs in the mail, and you could send them back for free. Me too. Like, right. Shipping <laughs> was included. Twenty two dollars. Yes. USD. Wow. Mm-hmm. USD. <laughs> USD. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. I don't know, dog. Right, and it's and again for less right i remember there was a time where damn near everything on netflix was game i could watch it all not now now it's like you are pecking and hunting through millions of programs on one hand i think you can be happy for the diversity of programming you know there's a lot more like global content on there you know shout out to blood and water my favorite south african show but ultimately it's like i'm watching two shows from south africa one south korean show and then three shows based in the states and that shouldn't cost me 22.99 a month low-key that sounds like everything you can see on tubi um but yeah tubi is good tubi is 100 percent free uh but also when you think about that and they crack down on the password sharing so now i'm paying dollars and i can't have more than one person logged in at a time or they're like hey we see somebody's logged in from washington dc into this account so we have to log you out that's crazy right yeah exactly hey but crazy enough um if y'all are looking for live tv um all the channels (laughs) um (laughs) hit me up i got a service for you just get a fire stick (laughs) 
B-E-L-L-E-D-P-R-E-T-R at gmail.com. Real Detroit Listen, if I'll they get you. this far in the episode and actually email you, I'll pay their first month. Next month? Next month for $125. $125 for six months. I got you. Oh my Holler at me. Oh my gosh, that is too funny. All right, yes. And I, I'll pay the second month. If you make it this far an episode, if you email Lexi, reach out to me if you hey. catch the email. You give hey, me your service. I wanna I wanna sponsor yeah. So during all your podcasts, if you could just throw my commercial in the middle, I'll pay you each time. Okay. We gon we gonna cut this deal. Yeah. Okay. I'm like here for it. And I will okay. I can't I, I, I want to but I can't cancel the TV stuff is like whatever I got that worked out but I want to cancel some of my other subscriptions but I'm like I can't live without them and the other day I was like this is too much for a car wash like you don't need and one of my homegirls is always like you have you get too many services like done for you so I am thinking about like and I don't know why like I'm like what are you cut at all this stuff for like it feels like we're preparing for doomsday, but yes, it, it, it's like, I don't, I'm not, you know, like it, there's a lot of talk about it. You know, my financial planner is being all serious. Like, you know, next year we're going to do some things there. I'm like, okay, why is everybody being all serious? So something's happening, <laughs> but. <laughs> well, if you want to make sure that you have all your live channels, including pay-per-view uh, for doomsday. Um, because it. we need, L-L- we're gonna need that pay per view. <laughs> LL. Yeah, yeah. D U P R E E P R at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank we you got so you. much. We NFL gonna sell package, the NBA package, any fights, NFL ticket. Oh, yeah. Yep. NFL ticket, <laughs> NBA ticket. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of tickets, let's talk last but not least about event tickets, um, concerts, Usher, um, all of the different concerts that actually went on this this year. A lot of the big artists came back in a, in a big way. First big shows and tours since the pandemic. In some cases, there were not great guardrails and protection against scalpers. So you're logging on to Ticketmaster to go to the Drake concert and within seconds the seats in the 200 section go from uh, $300 a seat to $900 a seat and you're still getting the same Drake show so have you guys uh had to deal with any uh ticket scalping or big price increases on any events that you've been interested in this year Beyonce. Really? I definitely felt now for Beyonce, I would I was gonna pay it because I wanted to be in building. I love B, like all the things, but um the seats that I got made me nauseous. I wasn't sure if I was gonna make it down. They were <laughs> as far <laughs> as you could possibly go in the Cowboys Stadium. And they were expensive. Mm. 
Really? They were expensive. Yes. And you know that was nothing but the scalpers and like, you know, I kind of did that concert with some other people and I don't know if how I would have managed it had I been doing it myself, but I was with a group of people. But I felt that greatly. Um, and then when we went to see Usher, we got our tickets like the first day that they were released. Mm. And we ended up having really good seats and pay like a just normal price compared to like some people around us. Yeah, those Usher tickets for the second announced part of the residency. Yeah, those were crazy. Like quick. Yep, and that's where uh, I came and bought in at yeah, the, <laughs> the second leg of the Usher tour. Um, so I think we're in the 300 section. I'm going to give everybody a little gem. So, hey, buy some tickets. Day of. Once you get there, look online and see what tickets are still available and just move to those seats because they're not sold. But you didn't hear that from me. Detroit hustler at all times. All at all times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. If you if it works for you, send me the pictures from where you at. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Love that. Well, I'll keep it short and sweet. I don't think I had any real issues with like price gouging. I was able to get my Beyonce tickets at face value and I wasn't mad about where I was sitting. Um, but you know what I will say, like obviously great performance, you know, so it has nothing to do with that, but these stadiums and these arenas, I mean, they're also taxing for hot dogs and nachos on top Mm -hmm. of what you got to pay for the actual ticket to see the performer. And I mean, they're giving it to you in an aluminum foil (laughs) on a paper plate and telling you like, deal with it and enjoy that shit and it's like damn i feel like i should be able to eat a crab cake while i'm seeing beyonce but that's just where we are (laughs) worst margarita of my life like that was terrible like but y'all can get away with it and charge 20 dollars. exactly exactly yeah so what i will say is i do feel like usher is worth it 100 percent. we'll find out yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I booked a hotel room at the same place, so we'll see. Yeah, it should be a good time. Okay, I can eat my own food <laughs> right. before I go down there. I have to look for a hot dog. Right, and you should probably get it for less than $12, so. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. Yes. Well, all right. We'll wrap up paying more for less here. I appreciate you guys for providing your perspective and throwing a couple of hints and tips out there. You know, again, for those of y'all listening that are interested in a little streaming for 2024, you know what to do. (laughs) My ambitions as a hustler. So before we go, you know, we have to do jukebox with Jack. So tell me what you've been listening to albums, artists, songs, what's in rotation. Okay, so I've been listening to Rick Ross and um, me. The biggest boss. Uh, uh huh. I tried to listen. I'm not done. It's not. I shouldn't say try. I've also listened to Andre 3000, but I couldn't get past song three. 
I keep going to sleep. It's so relaxing. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on that. Um, I've also been listening to this. Yeah, I know I'm always listening to something spiritual. I've been listening to Anthony Brown and the whatever his singers are called. And he has this album called Affirmations Out. And there's a song on there that I really like. So um, those are the things I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, nice. I like it. Yeah, so I uh, kind of piggyback off of what Dee said. Try listening to that Andre 3000. I feel like I uh, enjoyed the track Nameless <laughs> more than I've been able to make it past the uh actual album uh the welcome to collie grove with two chains and Lil wayne oh. uh, i've been listening to that as well still been trying to make it through this uh 76 songs that young jeezy put on a cd <laughs> uh, <laughs> as well <laughs> and um as well as rick roth and romney <laughs> yeah it's it's been a challenge uh so Hold up. How many songs is on the Young Jeezy? Yo, Young Jeezy got like 36 songs on this fucking album. Wait. <laughs> Wait I don't even I, know. No, I might forgive, but I don't forget. And he has 29 songs on this one album. What the hell? I mean... <laughs> Girl, maybe he's not. <laughs> the album is not that long. Them songs are short. Right, and that's what makes it even worse. It's thirty songs, but it's only one hour and seventeen minutes. <laughs> but it's actually twenty nine. I mean, it's twenty nine different entries. So you're not wrong, Lexi. That's and a lot. Rob Meek, Rob Meek, and Rick Ross. These niggas got 17 songs in one hour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a pretty, it's a quick one. Yeah. Again. So. He, now, you know, Cheesy was just doing whatever. He got a song here called Since Pog Died. This is journal. <laughs> right. <laughs> he told y'all this is coming from the heart. Okay. So. He um, got Kylie Grove with Lil Wayne and 2 Chains. 58 minutes. 21 songs. And 58 minutes. What the fuck? Child, they just be doing whatever. So I am listening to... I I also have been listening to Andre 3000, New Blue Sun. Um, a song or two at a time. If I'm... If it's during the day. Like, I can do one song because most of them are about 10, 20 minutes long. Somewhere in that range. So I, it's good for me to, like, focus. Like, hey, I need to, like whip out this email or just get this task done because I listen to a lot of that similar sound on like YouTube with like Pomodoro music and they'll play music for mm -hmm. like 25 minutes and you could take a five minute break, that type of stuff. But at two, more than two songs, I do start to get sleepy. So I do have to cut it off, but it is great for like turning on when it's time to go to bed. Definitely can come in handy during that time. Um, of course, I'm also. Wait, mm -hmm. wait, wait, real quick. Did y'all hear when somebody said that listening to that uh, Andre 3000 album is like the uh, outro to the Boondocks? Yes. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Insert that noise right here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so there's that. Of course, I'm listening to Jeezy. I didn't realize that it was that many songs and the album was that long. Um, but I've also had like no complaining on repeat, repeat a lot. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely a different Jeezy. It's like you guys said, it's like a diary. Um, and then (laughs) y'all, I have been obsessed with this bad bunny. Nadie sabe lo que va a pasar mañana. What? Y'all, I was like in Orlando, like, oh, I need to go for a walk. Um, And I was like, let me put on this Bad Bunny. Everybody always says great things about Bad Bunny. And you see the way Mm -hmm. he sells out these arenas across Latin America. So I'm like, what has he got going on? I turned his new shit on and I was locked in. Yes, I can understand a little bit of Spanish. No, not that much. But when I say he got the beats and yeah, he the the song is just going to pull you in and you're going to be like that Michelle Obama gif where she is like, you know, just into the song. That is me every time. Bad Bunny. I get it now. I get it, y'all. I got something for y'all. I feel like that's how uh, kind of like reggae had us. <laughs> In a chokehold in the early 2000s with the Wayne Littles. No, I'm sorry, Kevin Littles, Wayne Wonder. Oh, like, you mean all these? Oh, yes, all the reggae that had us in a in a chokehold. Yes, all those songs, and but mostly it was the damn beat. Yeah, it's yeah, always the beat. beat. Have y'all heard that yeah, first song? The one yeah. that Shaq was dancing to. Yeah. <laughs> I downloaded that shit. It just came up on my phone. <laughs> I don't know what the guy's saying, but I mean, like he's getting it in your in there. But yeah, I love a good, uh, I love a good reggae tone. Okay, yeah, a good a good beat, a good tune, like mm-hmm. the inflection in his voice. Yeah, so shout out to you, Bad Bunny. But yeah. <laughs> so that is it, you guys. I appreciate you for coming on for riding it out this was a long one but definitely enjoyed this conversation and looking forward to seeing you guys uh later on this year and it sounds like you are locking yourselves in for black history month for us to follow up (laughs) with another topic (laughs) we're so ready fight the powers that be oh my god you want to roll with that bum bum (laughs) yeah All right. Power to the people. And until next time, you both take care. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. And that wraps up another episode. Thank you, Lexi and Diane, for coming back again. I had a great conversation with you guys. And definitely, uh, you guys dropped some gems. So hopefully I can save a few dollars as I continue to navigate this crazy expensive world. And, you know, we can't expect these prices to go down, but we can make the most of everything that's going on. So appreciate you guys for listening as always. And remember, 
I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none, not here to be an expert, just here to have fun. Bye guys.